long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a musician. And at the age of seven, I started playing the piano, and then a little bit later, the oboe, I composed. I kind of lived and breathed and bathed in music of any sort. That's really all I ever wanted to do, and no other career was ever in mind. At the age of 18 or 19, a former school friend got in touch with me, and he started speaking to me about the gospel. And he introduced me to a God who loved me unconditionally. And he pointed me to Jesus as the embodiment of that unconditional love. And I'd never heard that before. That was entirely new to me. The problem was, I was also a musician. And when I came to faith and very soon after felt a call to ordination, to ministry, to be a pastor, I began to struggle with, well, how on earth does the world of the gospel, the world of church and all that, relate to the world of music? And particularly in my case, that meant classical music. How can I bring these worlds together? There was very little writing at that time, very few people who seemed able to help me. So I struggled. And over the years, there are really three ways I think that's, that I've managed to do that. The first, of course, is the most obvious, concerns music and worship. When I came to faith, everyone said, oh, that's great, now you'll be able to write hymns for the church. They presumed that would be, that's the be-all and end-all. Now, I've been very involved in music and worship and really care about it, but that is only one part of the way I've re related faith and music. The second way is what I call theology for music. That is when you begin with a Christian worldview or basic Christian convictions or doctrines, and you say, how does that play out in the world of music? What does it mean for the performer? What does it mean for the composer? How are we to listen to music with Christian ears? How are we to evaluate, evaluate and assess music from a Christian angle? It's what I call theology for music. And I've tried to write a bit in that and encourage others to do the same, particularly those actually involved full-time in the music business as Christians. The third way I call music for theology. And that's when you begin with some musical phenomenon, something in the world of music, and you say, how can that help us do theology better? I began teaching theology, first of all in Cambridge, and then later in St Andrews, and now at Duke University. And over and over again I found that when I wanted to explain something or probe a biblical text in depth, as a musician I was always thinking, well, how can I do that musically? And maybe there are tools in music that can help me do that much more effectively than otherwise might be possible. I began to see that there was a very big difference between the way we see the world and the way we hear the world. In the world we see, you can't have two objects, different objects, in the same space at the same time and see them as different. So you can't have red and yellow in the same space at the same time and see them as red and yellow. They'll either hide each other or they'll turn into orange if, the, if, if it's wet paint you're dealing with. Uh, that's just the way we see things. We can't see different things in the same space at the same time as different. In the world we hear, that's not the case. When I hear a note on a piano or on a guitar or whatever, that note fills the whole of my heard space, the whole of my oral space. It's not in a place. It fills everything that I hear. 
If I add another note to that note and play two notes at the same time, both notes fill the same space, and yet I hear them as different. They fill the same oral space, and yet I hear they are two notes. Notes, in the way we hear them, can be inside each other and yet be distinct. They can interpenetrate, and they can also resonate with each other and enhance each other. And I see that as incredibly fruitful taken into the world of theology, and the most obvious Example of that is the Trinity, of course, where you have threeness and oneness, and you've got to try to say that is in the same space, the space of God, but it's very hard to say that, as the history of theology shows. If you try to visualize it, it's very hard not to end up with three gods, or one big god, but without any threeness, or perhaps some other version of heresy. With the world of a sound, a three-note chord, for example, there you have three inhabiting the same heard space, yet you hear them as different, and they resonate and enhance each other. I began to see that a lot of the problems the church has had with the Trinity is because it has over-relied on the eye and on the world of seeing and not drawn enough on the ear and the world of hearing. And that proved very exciting to me in my teaching and then in my writing. And I believe the world of sound can, can open up huge areas of theology that other media and certainly visual media can't. <laughs>